What's up, good people? This is Rock and Jess World. I'm Rock. And I'm Jess. And this is Rock and Jess World, episode number eight. Number eight. Number eight. All right, and we're into the conversation part two, uh, Guilty Until Proven Innocent, The Plight of Black Men in America Today. And I know that we had a conversation and we've just been going and talking and going and going. And uh, we've been talking about our uh, conversation about the gentleman who who was slain basically because of, uh, uh, say his name again, Jess, uh, slain because the police officer had his... Uh, knee in his neck had him on the ground man saying i can't breathe and the fbi the fbi had to step in before anything happened you know with all the uh negative press with all the negative things that happened and so we're just looking back on several things that have happened uh you know concerning this and uh you know different things that have happened inside of society you know eric garner we got uh, Philando Castile, uh, different, uh, even since Trayvon Martin. And so we wanted to talk about, and even Ahmaud Aubrey, we want to talk about all of those things. But anyway, we're not going to get into all those things. We're talking about black men in general. What is up with all the black men who are being killed? And what is up with the police uh, wanting, wanting to kill them? Why can't police see uh, black men, black men in general, as good citizens. Why they can't see them as good citizens first before they see them as negative citizens? Uh, why are we demonized so? Why is our why are we under suspicion so? Why why is this? Because it makes no difference about your education or anything. They will kill you. Yes. They will kill you and justify it. Uh, you know, with anything. And so, uh, you know, this is our conversation, and y'all just got into part two. And I'm going to tell you this, uh, guilty until proven innocent, Jess has me on a short leash because she knows her husband uh, is can talk and might go a little too far. So I, I've been told to keep this episode clean. Uh, I got him. <laughs> so, so we can stay on the clean side of the podcast. We not use profanity, even though I, I'm very passionate about this, you know. Um, but looking at that, did you see the video? I did see the video. Yes. I mean, it was what, what, were your, what were your thoughts? Uh, I mean, when you saw, I mean, honestly, you seeing him uh, moving because they said he was resisting, but he had handcuffs on. Yes. So is, I mean, a shrug of the shoulder, is that resisting? Uh, you get what I'm saying? Right. What is the degree what of What constitutes, yes, what constitutes as resistant and not? Okay, so did you watch the video? Because I'm, I'm going to get sideways. I already. did watch the video. I'm sorry, love. Go, go ahead, because I'm, I'm a little different on this. Go ahead. So let's look at let's look at it from a perspective of um, what was actually going on in that in that period of time. So you know, looking from a person that could not breathe, uh, and I'm thinking of it from a standpoint. What if somebody was just let's just look at it from somebody that may have been choking, right? And you know, you got the Heimlich maneuver or whatever. Right. So at that point, you can't breathe. Uh, what are you gonna do? The first sign that you're choking, you're gonna be flailing. You're gonna be doing all kinds of stuff. He wasn't even flailing at that moment. He just kept saying, "I can't breathe." He was coughing. I mean, obviously something was going on with him personally um, for him to say, and he even said, "I'm not resisting." At some point, but he did say that I, I can't breathe several times. Right. He wasn't moving like a person that was resisting. He was moving like a person that, you know, he couldn't breathe. Raising his head up, is, you know, moving it side to side, he couldn't breathe. Right. And that's what's so sad is that we're watching a murder. 
we're actually we literally sat there and watched a murder. And the police didn't he didn't even flinch. He just he just kneeled there. We actually sat there and watched him murder this man. Sat there casually chilling. And when I say chilling, he was big chilling like it was nothing taking this man's life. And and I've got a problem. I got a problem rather with uh you know how we are viewing the police. We we I take no police officer I take no police officer for granted, meaning that I don't I don't bother them. I stay out of the way. I really do. Uh, when when it comes to police officers, I know all of them are not bad, but for every force that's going to probably have about three, four on it, bad apples, I, I don't know who those people are. So what I do is I stay away from it. See, know. if we talk about that, and and that's a, that's an important perspective. Uh, even when this conversation came up with us today. Uh, I'll say from from my point of view, um, I've never experienced that. Mm-hmm. I've never experienced. You've been blessed. You've been I've blessed. never experienced having to run in with uh, police, um, even to the point where I've been around them a lot. I would say from from my background. So, but do I for one second believe that it doesn't happen? No, I know it happens. Right, right. I know it happens. Oh yeah, it does. And so for me to constantly hear mm-hmm. stories, you know, friends, family, you know, um, I've. I can't understand what it would actually feel like to be a black man in America today. I mean, it's it's the hardest thing in the world. I mean, you guys are taken from families, um, trying just trying to do the best you can. And, I, and I'm not going to say that people don't get in trouble, but all cultures get in trouble. They got some kind of crime going on. It's not just specific to us. Right. But it's hard because a lot of families are broken down from these things. And then what? how do you raise your son? How do you raise anyone that's a black male today in society when when they always have to face it there's nothing you could do right it's, it, you feel helpless and that is the thing i i keep going back to this right here after i watched the video i had to realize that i just literally watched a murder yes i watched a murder take place with a black man that could have been my uncle could have been my brother could it have been you know Let's be real. That's why the police are called because clearly something was going on that didn't need to be going on. But once them handcuffs go on you, now they have control. So by the officer just holding his knee on his neck, he was he was killing him. And this man was steadily telling him that he couldn't breathe. And so it's those things there. You know, I'm just like you, you already got handcuffs on. So normally. These kind of things are happening. They say he's got a gun and just start shooting. Mm-hmm. So I think that there needs to be some kind of in-depth psychological analysis of every police officer. But not only that, because just because you are psychologically sound now don't mean you won't have a day. Yeah. You see, you, you see what I'm saying? Yes. A police officer having a bad day could cost somebody their life. Yes. Because it's a judgment call. And your judgment is only as good as your thinking at that moment. Many of us impulsively will respond the same way. Yes. Somebody hear a a loud noise, they're going to jump. Yeah. It's just going to happen. If it's loud enough, some people ain't going to jump, but the the louder it it is, most of the time, everybody's going to jump. So we'll all respond the same way. But based on that initial noise, we'll all jump. But our actions after that, is going to turn, but somebody going to hear hear that noise, that loud noise, and think about a gunshot. Yes, they're going to run. They're not even going to wait to see what it is. 
somebody else going to hear that noise and hear something else. You know, think of something else. They're going to respond differently after that. After that initial jump, what they do next is based on the prism of their experiences. Yes. And so each one of these officers, and we're looking at all of them, somebody's like, if they're having a bad day, and I'm just trying to be careful with this because it, it's very personal to me. If they're having a bad day, somebody could lose their life. Yeah. If they've had an argument with a wife, uh, finances aren't good, uh, you know, paycheck didn't cover what they needed to cover. You know, teachers don't have that, right? Right. Teacher come to school, it ain't, things ain't going well. They still got to teach the kids. They do. Can't bring that to work. Right. That's what you're told. And so just looking at this, and I know this is a heavy subject, and, I, you know, I, I appreciate you just for having me on the leash because I am passionate about this. And um, uh, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm grateful for all of this, but I do want to know what what is the solution? Is there a solution for this? Because what I was noticing on Facebook, and I did put a comment on a post on Facebook, a lot of people responded to it. Uh, I want to appreciate everybody who came by that post and uh, said something. But uh, it looks like in order for this to get better, people are going to have to not march, but it's almost like something just as bad got to happen in the opposite direction. Yeah. Now let's go even further. I don't know if you remember years ago in Dallas when a man had a gun and was killing police officers. Yep. And we still have not adjusted. They had to get in a chief uh, David Brown, I believe that's his name. David Brown was a chief then. He was the one that had to go in there. Uh, well, he sent the people in there. They had to kill that man. But that man was killing police officers. He was killing police. It's it's that kind of thing that goes on. People marching because of all the stuff that happened. And I never forget, people was openly carrying guns. Mm -hmm. And look at this, what happened. This man was gunning down police officers. And so is that something that has to happen again? What are we doing to prevent that kind of thing from happening again? If police officers don't want citizens taking action into their own hands, then what are they doing to, to cause these things, to prevent these kind of things from happening? Because that man took a lot of people's lives that they police officers. He wasn't looking for no citizens. He was gunning down police officers. And let me tell you this. A lot of people who were looking at that wasn't feeling sorry for what was going on. And that's bad too. That is bad. To that makes we them. Don't care. That makes them just as bad as what yeah. they. It makes them just as bad as the problem. Yes. So, what is the real solution? That's the thing. What 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 is the real solution? Is there a real solution? There has to be, but what is it? Mm -hmm. Who can ever explain that? Everybody, all the psychoanalysis, all the teaching all the you know cultural acceptance that speeches we get and classes they make us go through even for employment but there what is the true solution right you're right you're right because i hated to see those police officers get killed oh just i hated to see it i hated to see it they was they was killing dart officers them men won't go home to their families yeah you know it was tragic you know and there were all kind of marches that were planned for that. Now, uh, Chief Brown is on my, he's a, he follows me on my uh, uh, Twitter. Uh, that's how I keep up with him. You know, he's gone on and done some wonderful things since then. But, I mean, that was very sad. But people have forgotten that that happened. 
Yeah. I was in Dallas. I'll never forget it. This man was killing folk. Had assault rifles and everything. He was, and, and pretty, you know, he was going out to police officers. And people were marching for this. And the day that they was marching for it, this happened. Yeah. And so I just think that many times we will uh, take things for granted. We'll be upset one one way. But if nothing happens, this thing is going to turn into something horrible if we don't get it together and figure out what needs to happen. I think police chiefs across the board need to get in place with the community. There needs to be some conversations, not for no political gain and stuff like that, because the politicians make me sick with that. Making it about, well, we want to do this, and it becomes a scratch my back, I scratch yours, and nobody, uh, they scratching each other's back, and the problem's still there. Yeah. You know, it's like putting lipstick on a pig. Yeah. Don't nothing happen, that's still a pig. Yes. And so this is the thing. So it has to be something that is real that comes that comes together so that these things won't happen. So our black man can quit dying and so that a black man won't feel like he got to stand up and represent for everybody. Right. Yes. Because I guarantee you there's somebody at home who's sick of this. Yes. And got a little bit of a little bit of tinge of mental illness going on. That's waiting to explode. Yes. So there's some conversations that need to be had because some folk is tired of marching. Some folk tired of Al Sharpton showing up. Yeah. And for an opportunity. Yeah, being opportunists. Yes. Some people tired of that. Some and so we need we need some things. You know, people who will be in the trenches and stuff like that who are going to be real and have that conversation. I believe that there needs to be some police chief. I believe that there needs to be some sort of organization or some kind of board put together with regular citizens. Well, the police can always hear the concerns of this. Now, now, I know they may say they already have some things in place like this, but I know I don't think nobody's really addressing police brutality like we need to. There needs to be some kind of general addressing of this that's across the board uh, for everybody. That's a standard across the board. But what is it? What does I, that look like? I don't know. I don't know. That's I, the I hardest know. thing. I'm just, I'm, and, I, and I'm kind of coming to these things based on what will be bad. Yeah. Well, I'm actually coming to this because I'm looking to prevent what can be bad. What can be tragic. Because when he killed those officers, people have to remember that they wasn't just you know, white officers. He was killing the 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 badge. Yeah, killing the badge. He was killing the badge, and so we have to. We can't forget about that. It's it, it's you know, it's been some years now, but we're still having these deaths. We're still having these deaths. We have a a, a president in the United, you know, in the White House. Uh, I'm hoping that he would do something about it. You know, I know people can say this and that, this and that, this and that. If Trump wanted to really save himself, now I'm not saying he can. I, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm thinking that one of the things that he could do, if he really wanted black folk, he could stop us from dying. Yeah. Put something in place that that uh, keep black men from dying. If he really wanted to win. Because this stuff still keeps happening. It was happening during Bush. It was happening during Obama. It was. It's been happening during Trump. It's still happening. It's been happening forever. Right, and that's just the thing. Now, it's being videotaped. Right, now, something has got worse. It's just being videotaped. Right, it's the same, same cycle, same door. And people dying. Yes. And so that's one of the things that I, I you know, I have a heart for, but just wanting to figure out how we can get that to be 
to be different? How can we get that to be better? And I, I, I know you asked me, so what does that look like? I, I don't know. I don't know. But I know if we don't get figure out what that looks like, uh, we're going to continue to see what we've been seeing. Yep, continue to lose our kids. Continue to lose our family, our kids, uncles. Because I don't, I don't see this with women getting killed like that. I don't. It happens, but it's not not as uh, not as much as, as not a at black the rate man. of the black men, right? Yes. Right. And so, you, I just know that something needs to happen because we can't we can't continue down this road. This road is bad, and the way social media is right now, things instantly getting to people, quickly getting to people. Yes. We're already in a pandemic. Yes. We're already in in society in new ways. I mean, when I say society in, in new ways, we're already dealing with things now that we've never seen before. That's right. Not in our generation. And many of these uh, um, kids that are graduating right now were born during 9-11, around 9-11 time. Yeah. So I'm just saying it's it's a lot that's going on that we're, I think that, uh, you know, we have to take take everything that we have and figure out how we can make this all better. Trage- tragedy uh, doesn't have a respect a person. No. It don't. And I know we pray, pray, pray. I, I believe God has the answers, but then faith without works is dead. That's what the word of God says. Yeah. So if we don't actually put something together to do, we can believe God all day, but when we if we don't put feet to what we believe in, then ain't nothing going to happen. Yeah. And that's true. So I, I'm looking at, um, and I'm sorry, because I'm talking. Jess, what what you want to say on this? Because I'm just, I'm so passionate about this. Go ahead. Um, this this uh, segment in particular is specific to uh, you because you are the black man speaking. And that's why it's so interesting. Um, just perspective on it. But um, it's hard to say. It's hard to have an answer. You can't have an answer when there's, I mean, for one, uh, are we all coming together? You know, how do we come together? How do we get people to change their minds when nobody's willing to take the effort or take the steps to first come together and see what the problem is? If nobody's looking at the problem but the people affected, then how do we get a solution from that? So that's that's my perspective on that. Right. And I believe that's something that we, you know, need. there's a conversation that needs to happen. But it needs to be a, a major conversation yes. that needs to happen. And uh, once that conversation happens, at least tensions can be lowered. Yeah, People's tensions. Because what's going to happen is if people don't have that outlet for how to release it, because some folk will march and that's going to be all they need. But some folk going to look and be like, I'm tired of marching. Yeah. And they're going to say these white folk need to bleed like we bleed. And, that, you know, you get into that kind of stuff. And that's when it's that's when it's bad. And if yeah. those thoughts are going through your mind, that's bad. Yeah, yeah. That's bad. That's real bad, you know. And I think that uh, we need to de- really deal with this. I think the government needs to really deal with this. I think that those who make decisions, uh, not only the communities, but I just think that black fathers need to come together. Yeah. Black fathers themselves need to come together and uh, with their sons. And and there needs to be some coalition put together with fathers and sons yeah. to say that we stop this today. There need to be some kind of things that police officers must do. Yeah. You know, because I understand that they got to protect themselves. 
but y'all killing us. Yeah. Y'all killing us. And uh, I believe that there are some things, you know, and I'm I'm putting these things out here, and I, I really don't have any any thought. I guess my whole, th- when I say I don't have a thought, I'm just really bringing these things up by what will cause there to be some sort of uh, solution to get this better. You know, what will help these things uh, uh, get better. You know you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, what will help this get better? It's, well, it's hard to, like I said, it's, it's really hard to, to do because, even with each generation, like I'll say today, um, even the the prospect of all these interracial couples coming up, all these interracial kids, you know, uh, have children, and the society would say, well, it's not like the old days, you know, we're not even going through that anymore. Um, why is this still happening? And it's hard to think that in today's society, you know, with all these couples merging, you know, and things going on, that you wouldn't still have to deal with something like that. But we are. So it's right. obviously there's still it's still a problem. People are coming together, but they're not. Right. It just depends on your your present, like you said, of your vision. Right. And you know what? That just makes me <laughs> wonder, you know, years to come, you know, years to come, uh, what will uh, what will the races look like? Because there are a lot of mixed children now, even though they're still considered black. Yeah, they're still considered black. You you yellow and bright as you want to be, <laughs> but you black. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but I believe that people should be identified by their character. Yeah. I believe they should be identified by their character instead of their skin. And, you know, and that goes all the way back to the speech that I have a dream speech that uh, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King gave. Uh, when he said that we should be, uh, you know, by the uh, content of their character, yeah. by, you know, and not the color of their skin. Uh, and he had a dream about that. Now, I'm not trying to make this a black history uh, aspect, but I, I do understand the reference when he said, I've been to the mountaintop and I've seen the promised land. He did say that he wouldn't get there with us. And uh, hopefully uh, those things that he saw were positive for us to be able to get better. You know, that's a reference to Moses who uh, wasn't able to go into the promised land, you know. But uh, just looking at all those things and how they how they went, um, you know, I I wish that more people could be, you know, life would be so easy for police officers if people would just wear who they were on their forehead. Right. Yeah. Criminal. (laughs) Right. Automatic attitude. You know, it, it it. it it will make a big difference, you know, but the fact of the matter is, is that that that's not the case. Right. They have to make quick decisions, uh, based on little information. Right. And, uh, usually when somebody dies and that's why I look, I wish that, you know, if they couldn't get him under control, why didn't they just tase him? Yeah. They got the, got that now. It's not an instant gun thing. You could just tase the man. Don't take my life. You can tase me 15 times. Just don't take my life. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing that I have to look at. There, There is non-lethal. And so this was just murder. Yeah. This was just murder. And that's that's what it was. So uh, just just looking at this, uh, I know this won't be it for us with uh, talking about these kind of subjects. I know that we're going to have way more to say. Uh, but because uh, 
I don't know if y'all know it or not, but Jess and I are African American. <laughs> we are. Oh I don't gosh. know if they know it or not, but we we are just as African American as we want to be. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> you know, we are. And so, um, you know, you all get a chance to go by our website. Go by uh, rockandjessworld.com. You can also follow us by that same tag, that same name, on uh, Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. We are Rock and Jess. Uh, you get a chance to follow us and, and let us know what you think. Let us know what you think. Reach out to us. We'd be glad to reach back to you. You get a chance to go by rockandjustworld.com. That suits everything. Uh, it, it houses everything, and it's our platform for everything. You get a chance to go by there. And uh, this podcast, share this podcast. Share it with somebody. And uh, we are thankful for everything that you do. Until next time. Next time. I'm Rock. I'm Jess. And this is Rock and Jess World. been tuned in to the Rock and Chess World Podcast.